Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planetin, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development. So we can be super, super strong role models for those we love and mentor, and strong for our own well-being and peace of mind. We are going up the next level. We're leveling up today on the next step through Zig Ziglar's book, See You at the Top. Last week, we talked about uh, self-image. The week before was, what is that goal that you want to accomplish over the next six weeks? And if you're just joining us, welcome. And you can go back and see the other episodes if you want to begin again. And I love this book. This next step that you are taking today on your journey for your own personal well-being, because you want to make a difference You want to write your future, and the best way to predict your future is to create it. And I believe Abraham Lincoln said that. But this is what's really interesting. This next chapter, the next step you're taking, is on your relationship with others. The purpose is to clarify the way you should see other people, to sell the concept that you treat other people like you see them. To establish, you can get everything in life you want if you help enough people get what they want. And to identify genuine love and give specific suggestions on how to court after you're married. We're not going to get into step number four too much in this particular quadrant. (laughs) Because personal relationships are personal. When this was written, the uh, family life looked a lot different than it does now. But we are going to focus on the top three, and that is the way you see others. And what Zig says is life is an echo. What you send out comes back. What you sow, you reap. What you give, you get. What you see in others exists in you. Regardless of who you are or what you do, if you're looking for the best way to reap the most rewards in all areas of life, you should look for the good in every person and in every situation and adopt the golden rule as a way of life. (laughs) Sort of like a boomerang effect. It's a universal truth that you treat people exactly like you see them. It's also true that all you have to do to find the good or ability in a person is to look for it. Once you find that good or ability in the other person, you treat them better and they perform better. Right? Yeah. I mean, we are so easy to judge other people when we have no clue what's going on in their world. None whatsoever. You have the power of the made-up mind here. You have the power within you. Sometimes it's difficult to see a different perspective. Try and just put yourself in their shoes. Why are they acting the way they're acting? Maybe towards you. Guess what? It's not about you. It's about them. So when you're thinking, oh, man, that person at work, I am just never going to get them. Don't worry about it. There might be one little glimmer of good in them. Maybe they can type faster than you. Maybe they can help you. We need each other in this world in order to move forward, in order to succeed, in order to take the next step. 
I'm going to say not everybody is going to be the one that you need to befriend, but it does help your own personal success to maybe have a little bit of a perspective. And Maya Angelou always said that, you know, if you can't change a situation, don't worry about it. You can change your attitude. You can change your own well-being. And that's better for your own mental health. All right, back to Zig. What does he have to say? Ah, a sincere compliment. Sincere is one of the most effective teaching and motivational methods in existence. A lot of people have gone further than they thought they could because someone else thought they could. And, you know, a simple uh, example of that is if you had uh, children or you were ever were a child. <laughs> Let's take that one, for instance. Did you have a positive influence on your child or a younger person that you mentor? Or as a child, did you encounter people? that just kept treating you like a whack-a-mole and tried to keep you on down so they could shine a little brighter. Did you believe it? This is a really interesting example because, and I, I'm going to talk about this quite a bit in my book, not yet published, but about the genius that you can bring out in those you mentor, the genius you can bring out in your children if you approach it the right way. And there's been numerous studies, and Zig actually refers this to uh, one study, I think it was done back in the 70s, where teachers were given a group of students, told them, these are the brightest kids this year. You are going to have an amazing year with these students. And another teacher was given a group that's like, oh, this is like, uh, no, there's no hope for these kids. They are not smart. And the study was actually not about the students, but on how the teachers treated them because they thought they were either geniuses or definitely not. Here's what he has to say about that. <laughs> the genius students did better than the average students. In fact, at the end of the year, the genius students were one full year ahead of the average students because they were treated differently. They were treated like, yes, they could succeed. And it's true. The way you see them in the way you treat them and the way you treat them is the way they often become. So how you treat others is often the way they become. But you get the best out of others when you give the best of yourself. And I have a real life example in raising my son who never doubted for one minute that he didn't have what it took to succeed. Never doubted for one minute from my encouragement that he could not push through and do he said he was going to do what he wanted to do and have that vision for his future. There were a lot of other people surrounding him. Peers, mentors, teachers. 
They all tried that little whack-a-mole move every now and then. But no, 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 no. At the end of the day, he came home. And we had that open discussion. How was your day? And it wasn't just fine. It was a conversation. That little bit of encouragement, that positive reinforcement, every single day. Every single day. It doesn't take long, and it doesn't take much. Compliments are amazing. Make it genuine, but it can have an amazing impact. So here we go. When he says, the way you see situations and people is extremely important because you treat people in situations exactly as you see them. You can get everything in life you want if you help another, other people get what they want. So if you see them, like in that example we did as students, teachers were old. They were given a preconceived notion of what these students were really like. But it wasn't even true. And this is, I mean, it's an experiment that probably wouldn't happen today, but this is a prime example. A prime example. So simple, right? He goes on to say, so what's the solution? And has no single answer. <laughs> but you need to look for the total ability of the student. Develop more patience, compassion, and firmness in dealing with them and be more analytical of what the student does and not so critical of the student. Criticize the performance, not the performer. So what he means by that is, you know, you give them lots of encouragement. But don't lie to them or mislead them by telling them they're doing well when they're not. Encourage them by letting them know they can do better, that their assignment or performance is not up to the standards. But with their image changes, so will their performance. When their image changes, so will their performance. And I actually heard a talk by Simon Sinek on this exact topic. You don't need to be mean in your critique. You mean need to be informative. Because what you're trying to do, and this doesn't have to be a child. This can be any situation. This could be a, a job review. This could be a job interview. This could be literally anything that is going on in your life. And uh, <laughs> he basically said, you know, I wanted to give feedback to my friend. I needed to time it properly. I needed to put my thoughts together in how I was going to help them in my critique. Not, not in a negative way, but say, hey, you know what? You're really great at that. And this is sort of my perception. Blah, 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 blah. You can be diplomatic without lying. You can be diplomatic without being hateful or hurtful. So it's just an idea, something to, to think about. And then you can also decide, was that helpful for you? You might even extend that conversation. Who knows? So here's what he says. When you see ability in others, then help nourish and develop that ability. You make some remarkable contributions. Of course, the most remarkable thing is the more you pass on to others, the more you keep yourself. Aha! 
the more you pass on to others, the more you keep for yourself. You know, and he gives the example, and you hear it a lot in, in different speakers, even nowadays, on um, giving you inspiration on Roger Bannister, who was the first athlete to break the four-minute mile. Everybody was told it was literally impossible to do. But he had <laughs> been running with a fellow who uh, set the pace. And that fellow uh, set the pace a little too, <laughs> I can't find my glasses, a little too high for themselves. His name was Chris Chataway, the pacer, who played a key role in the first four-minute while. He, he just got burnt out. He was trying really hard. And uh, but Roger Bannister kept his pace and broke what everybody thought was absolutely going to be impossible because of Chris, who set the pace. Roger Bannister has become a household name, and then numerous people went on to break it over and over and over again. It was completely attainable the whole time, but you see, somebody else helped push him. A little harder, too hard for themselves, but made a difference. That's that's a really interesting example. I like that. So <laughs> this is uh, this is really interesting. We hold the key to the future of others. We don't live alone. Our actions and deeds affect other people, many of whom we will never know. That's the reason our obligation and responsibility for doing the best we can with what we have goes beyond our own personal lives. That is the epitome of paying it forward. That is just exactly, you know, what you give out, you reap in return. You do. So this second step is truly the fun step because you discover that life is more fun when you're working, playing and living with someone who truly cares about what happens in every area of your life. And that's where your relationship with others really makes a difference. And that could be your personal relationship, who you choose to spend your personal time with, who you choose to be in business with, who you choose to listen to. So you have a choice. And your relationship with others can all be about changing your perspective. But in order to succeed, it is highly likely you will need other people in the background supporting you, giving a word of encouragement, cheering you on, or hey, just giving a sincere compliment. And you will live a more inspired life. You will reach your goals. You will have the success that you intend for your future self. And you won't know this until in five years from now, looking back on today, where are you in five years and what happened to get you there? Action wins the race. Take that action, admit to yourself for success. And if you're feeling generous, hit that like and subscribe button because you don't want to miss next chapter. I'll see you next week.